ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Personally, how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Bishop Dikewood Mills. Dikewood Mills is the founder of the Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination with over 2,000 branches worldwide. He is a healing evangelist and the author of several best selling books. He is also the pastor of the First Love Church, a campus ministry with over 200 branches. The First Love Church is a vibrant church with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to Dikewood Mills. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, then ask of me what you will and it will be done to you. He that to have you asked nothing in my name. Ask of me, you will receive, your joy will be full. This is a great promise of prayer for everyone who believes. Well, pray, pray. Why don't you rise up and pray? Pray, pray, and he will answer your prayer. Oh, 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 pray, pray. Why don't you rise up and pray? Have faith in God and he will hear. Oh, have faith in God and he will hear. Oh, pray, pray, and he will answer. Prayer. Whoa, pray, pray, and it will answer your prayer. Then in the day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask. Father in my name, He will give it to you. Oh, oh, yes, He will. This is a great promise of prayer for everyone who believes. Whoa, pray, pray. Why don't you rise up and pray? Oh, 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 pray, pray, and He will answer your prayer. Oh, pray, pray, why don't you rise up and pray? And have faith in God and he will hear. Oh, have faith in God and he will hear. Oh, pray, pray, and he will answer your prayer. Oh, oh, pray, pray, and he will answer your prayer. Verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me, yeah, 
The works I do, he will do also, and greater works than these. Whatsoever ye shall ask, in my name that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. This is a great promise of prayer for everyone who believes. Oh, pray, pray. Why don't you rise up and pray? Oh, pray, pray. And he will answer your prayer. Oh, 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 pray, pray. Why don't you rise up and pray? And have faith in God and he will hear. Oh, have faith in God and he will hear. Oh, pray, pray. We know that all things work together for good To them that love the Lord, to them who are the call I have not seen, nor heard, nor have they entered the heart of man the things God has prepared for those who love Him. You must love the Lord. Give Him all your heart. You must love the Lord because it's the greatest commandment of child of God. You must love the Lord. Give him your very heart. You must love the Lord, my child. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I'll set him on high because... He has known my name. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. I'll be with him in trouble. I'll deliver him. I will honor him. You must love the Lord. Give him all your heart. You must love the Lord because it's the greatest commandment of child of God you must love the Lord give him your very heart you must love the Lord Ooh. 
He's your Lord and He's your God. He's your Creator, your Savior. He died for you and He really loves you. Oh, you must love the Lord. Give Him You must love the Lord, yeah. Give Him your very, your very heart. You must love Him. You must love Him, sweet Jesus. Give Him your very heart. With long life, He'll satisfy you and show you His salvation. Love him, tell him you love him, show that you love him, say that you love him, you must love the Lord. Tell him you love him, say that you love him, show you love him, yeah, yeah. Oh, you must love the Lord, you must love the about this for many months Lord let your will be done and I've been thinking very hard Lord help me choose the right person now I have made up my mind about who I'm gonna propose to mm. I'll see the lady tomorrow night This is what I am gonna say I'll say I love you I'll marry you and I'll take you Help me do the right thing I've never been this way before I need a good relationship Because I want to serve you all my life I don't want battles in my bedroom 
life of peace and joy. So I've been praying really hard as I propose to my beloved tonight. When I see her, I'll say, I love you. Ooh. I'll marry you and I'll take you Consecrated Lord to thee 
consecrated, Lord, to Thee. All my days I give to Thee. Yeah. To love, Lord, is the great command. Lord, I want to love You more. To fall in love with You so deeply. Lord, show me how to. Wanna serve without loving you? Oh, not oh. show me how to love you more. I don't wanna serve without loving you. Oh, Amen. Amen. Are you enjoying the presence of the Lord? It's time for testimony. Say amen. We are overcoming the devil every week through the word of our testimony. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Mrs. Azura to share her testimony with us. Please put your hands together as we welcome her. Oh, your hand clap is very weak. Put your hands together as we welcome Mrs. Azura to share her testimony. Amen. My name is Anita Azura. I'm from Anakazo Bible School. I want to give God the glory for granting me safe delivery. Um, last month, on the 25th, I was supposed to, it was my due date, I was supposed to give birth on that day, either before or after. So that day, I didn't have any contractions or anything. I was normal. I came to church. I was fine. The next day, I was still okay. So on Tuesday, the doctor said I should come so that I can be induced, like so that the baby can come out because the baby had to come out. So I went to the hospital. I mean, I was happy. I was excited that I was going to have a baby on that day and all of that. When I went to the hospital, I was checked and then the induction process was started and the doctor was just about to leave when she went when she was about to step out it was almost like an angel just whispered to her to turn back she was like let me just check the baby's heart rate again and then she came when she checked she was like she didn't like what she was hearing because the heartbeat was low it was like the heartbeat had dropped and throughout my pregnancy period i didn't have any complications i didn't have any issues i didn't drop nothing i was fine but at that point it was like the heartbeat had gone low so they checked me for like three hours and then she said, okay, we have to do a cesarean session. I was, I mean, I was very surprised. I was scared because I came for a normal delivery and then all of a sudden within three hours, everything had just changed. But then I went through the surgery and to the glory of God, everything was fine. It came out well. I really want to thank God because if that, I, if that she had not turned to check again, who knows what would have happened because the cord had gone around the baby's neck so the baby wouldn't have might not have survived normal delivery process so i really want to thank god for everything i mean it was just a blessing and i want to thank daddy also for his prayers because i mean it was it was really amazing that everything just went on fine thank you very much amen why don't you put your hands together for a powerful testimony we have another testimony please put your hands together as we welcome Valerie to share her testimony with us. Please encourage her as she comes. 
Let's welcome Valerie to share her testimony with us. Hallelujah. My name is Valerie and I want to give thanks. I want to share my testimony about how my friend got healed through daddy's book, Demons and How to Deal with Them. So about two years ago, I was reading daddy's book, Demons and How to Deal with Them. And I had this friend who had bipolar disorder. And it's a psychological disorder where you, have to, you live with two extreme um, emotions most of the time. So you can be extremely happy or extremely grumpy. And he said it had affected his relationship with his parents. And then also he was gradually waning away from God. So um, as I was reading the book, I decided to pray about it. I, I got to a chapter where it was saying that demons influence our daily activities. And then I suddenly remembered my friend, and I was led to pray for him. About an hour after I had finished my prayer for him, he just called me out of the blue and told me that he wanted to get back to God again. And he, it, it was really on his heart. So I, told, I gave him a book, that is book, Quiet Time, and then How to Be Born Again. And then he kept calling me, and we kept chatting about how to better his Christianity. And I also gave him a book by Pastor Benny Hinn, um, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. And by the grace of God today, his relationship with his parents is better. And then he's also better in the house of God. So I just want to thank God for healing my friend. And God bless you, Daddy. Thank you very much. Amen. Hallelujah. We are getting a lot of testimonies about how the books are really powerful. We have our final testimony. Please help me welcome Dorothy Amponsa to share her testimony with us. My name is Dorothy Amponsa. I just completed Legon and I'm a dancer star by God's grace. My testimony is about how God helped me to complete the university with a first class. Through Daddy's Messages and the Anna Your Prophet Week. Last semester, I was nowhere near a first class. And my parents and everyone who has helped me one way or the other were all expectant that I must complete the university with a first class. So I was wondering how that was going to be possible. So during the Anna Your Prophet Week, LP Martha was sent to my center, Legon City North. And during her messages, when she was giving her message, she was like, most of us are struggling with our academics because we have failed to honor our prophets. And honoring our prophets is not only even through the messages, uh, through the pledges that we pledge, but also um, by doing everything that he says we should do, heeding to all the advices he gives us. So it really struck me, and I decided to honor my prophet in a massive way through the pledges and also take the, the advice he gave us by joining a working study group and also by solving a lot of past questions, usually after service, revival at seven and after and rehearsals, I go back to my room and study at night because that was what he said he did and that was what led him to pass with distinction in the medical school. And by the grace of God, as our results kept on coming in during the, um, this past few months, I was surprised to realize that I, ha- I had 
five A's and just one B plus. And that was my best grades ever in the university. And that boosted my GPA very greatly for me to graduate with a first class just this Friday. And I want to thank God very much because it's not by might, it's not by strength. But it is by the grace of God and the daddy he has given us to encourage us. I want to encourage everyone to know that there is a grace in the house to do well. You can do well even, if, even when you are serving God. Working in the house of the world, you can do massively well. So we should tap into this anointing and do exploits. Thank you. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for a powerful testimony. How many of you are enjoying the service? Amen. Before we hear the word of God, we have one of our international pastors coming all the way from Houston to give us greetings. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together as we welcome Pastor Penny Baden. Oh, please show him some love as he brings us greetings all the way from Houston. Please take your seats. Wow, what an honor and privilege to stand in the same church as my father, Bishop Dark Hewitt Mills. Bring you greetings from Houston. Walking, in, walking into the church, I just wondered whether you guys realize how much of, of a blessing you are living within. I was, telling, I was telling Bishop yesterday that I feel that he is... He's the greatest man of God I've ever known. And uh, I've worked in corporate America for more than 20 years, and I've known so many CEOs, and I think that he compares, and he's even greater than them, looking at what he's doing in this church, and it's a special privilege to be here and seeing all of you. I really, really hope that you can tap into this greatness, especially the young people. The young people. I I was in the church when I was a law student over 25 years ago, and I'm still here. And Bishop, thank you for the one. I really appreciate it. God bless you. Amen. Put your hands together for Pastor Penny Baden. Hallelujah. The moment we have been waiting for... It's finally here, ladies and gentlemen. Make your loudest noise as we welcome our daddy, our pastor, Bishop Daggerwood Mills. The Lord has given for you and me so we can see. thank you for the blessing of today guide us by your mighty wonderful power and spirit lead us into all truth I thank you that today is a max a day of great increase and promotion for everyone gathered here and all listening 
Thank you that today will begin a march upward. Steps upward. Steps towards your glory. A glorious destiny. Our long-awaited promotion. Thank you that no one is here in vain today. That your prophetic word that is coming to every dry bone is bringing life where there was no life. We give you thanks, Jesus. You are blessing us and we are receiving it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated in heavenly places. Tell somebody, my long-awaited promotion has come. Do you believe in prophetic things? Fantastic. We are blessed to have visitors from all over in First Love Church. Some of you have not seen somebody from Houston before. Today is the first time. Pastor Payne, you are welcome from Houston, Texas. Wow. Now, tell somebody you are also welcome. <laughs> from wherever you are coming from, you are welcome. Now, today I see a set of stairs. Going upward. And today is the beginning of certain steps you are going to take upwards. In the name of Jesus. Genesis 37. Your long awaited promotion. Your long awaited promotion. Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger. In the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old. Was feeding the flock with his brethren. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah. And with the sons of Zilpah. His father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father. Their evil report. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age and he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. When somebody cannot have peace with you, it's because of hatred. Can't speak nicely. There's no good conversation. You know, there's always some kind of a problem. It's hatred. Now, verse 5. Joseph, you see, the whole of Joseph's destiny is just encapsulated in these few verses. Now, Joseph dreamed a dream. And he told it his brethren, and they hated him yet the more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you this dream which I have dreamed. 
For behold, we were binding sheep in the field, and lo, my sheep arose, and also stood upright. And behold, your sheaves stood round about and made obeisance to my sheaf. And his brethren said, What? Shall thou indeed reign over us? Or shall thou indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. And he dreamed yet another dream and he told it his brethren. He said, You are too young to see hatred. And you are sharing these things with everyone. And he said, the dream, the sun, the moon, and the 11 stars made obeisance to me. They bowed to me. The sun, the moon, and 11 stars. And there were 11 other brothers. And the sun and the moon, who could they be? The sun must be the husband and the moon the wife. I mean, when you imagine, think about the dream, what could it be? And he told it to his father and his brethren. And his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that thou hast dreamed? Meanwhile, he's not in control of his dreams. Shall I and my mother and thy brethren indeed come and bow down ourselves to thee on to the earth? And his brethren envied him. But his father observed the saying. And his brethren went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said unto Joseph, Do not thy brethren feed the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send thee unto them. And he said to him, Here am I. And he said to him, Go, I pray thee, see whether it be well with thy brethren, with the flocks, and bring me word again. So he sent him out of the vale of Hebron, and he came to Shechem. You'll be seeing all these places in Israel soon. You'll be seeing them soon in the first, first love tour of Israel. It will be only for three days, the tour. Only three days. you see many things in that, those three days. Receive the prophecy of your future. And a certain man found him. And behold, he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What seekest thou? And he said, I seek my brethren. Tell me where they feed their flocks. And the man said, They are departed hence. For I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. And Joseph went after his brethren and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near unto him, they conspired against him to slay him. Now, you must always know when people have been talking about you before they see you. How many know when people have been talking about you before they see you? Do you sometimes sense and feel that there was a discussion and you were part of the discussion? Wow. And they said one to another, Behold, this dreamer cometh. (laughs) Come now therefore and let us slay him and cast him into some pit and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him and we shall see what will become of his dreams. And Reuben heard it and he delivered him out of their hands and said, No, let us not kill him. And Reuben said unto him, Shed no blood but cast him into this pit that is in the wilderness and lay no hand upon him that he he might rid him out of their hands to deliver him to his father again. And it came to pass when Joseph was come unto his brethren that they stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. You see, hatred for your new car. You know, hatred for your new house. Hatred for your 
new beloved, hatred for your wedding, hatred for your job, hatred. So when they got home, they then take off this coat. It had pained them for years. Every time they saw him wearing this coat, it pained them. It's called skin pain. Your skin is paining you. They stripped Joseph out of his coat, his coat of many colors that was on him. And they took him and cast him into a pit. And the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat bread. And they lifted up their eyes. And behold, a company of Ishmaelites came from Gilead with their camels bearing spicery and balm and myrrh, going to carry it down to Egypt. And Judah said unto his brethren, What is the point of slaying our brother and concealing his blood? Let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother and our flesh. And his brethren were content. So there passed by Midianites, merchantmen, and they drew and lifted Joseph out of the pit. Come on, brother, come out. And they sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And they brought Joseph into Egypt. Now, Joseph was now a slave. And Reuben returned unto the pit, and behold, Joseph was not in the pit, and he rent his clothes. And he returned to his brethren and said, The child is not. Where shall I go? And they took Joseph's coat, killed a kid of goats, and dipped the coat in the blood. And they sent the coat of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, We have found, this is what we found now know whether it be thy son's coat or no. And he knew it and he said, it is my son's coat. An evil beast hath devoured him. And Joseph is without doubt rent in pieces. And Jacob rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his loins and mourned for his son many days. Be careful of people who can lie to you and pretend for a long time. All the time that their father was mourning, they were, I mean, they were just, they, they knew the truth. I mean, these are wicked people who can pretend. You know, that is why even after Joseph became the king and he reconciled with them and their father died, they were afraid he he would kill them. They are very bad people. Very bad. They were pretending. When the father was crying, he was also crying. (laughs) And all his sons and daughters rose up to comfort him. But he refused to be comforted. And he said, I will go down to my grave unto my son mourning. And thus his father wept for him. And the Midianites sold him into Egypt unto Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's and a captain of the guard. Now, Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs chapter 1. The tests of discretion the proverbs of solomon the son of david king of israel to know wisdom and an instruction all right so these are seven things you need wisdom understanding to perceive the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom justice judgment and equity and to give subtlety to the simple and to the young man knowledge and Discretion. So, these are seven things you are going to be tested on. Your wisdom, because for a young man must have all these things. Okay? Your wisdom, your understanding, your subtlety, that is how careful and sometimes, you know, discreet. 
uh, your equity. Equity is equal. Things are equal. Equally, you equally love and equally share and equally do what is right. Your judgment, your decisions in life, your decisions in this life, your justice, your fairness. All right? And then discretion. Discretion is really what I'm talking about because it's, it's, it speaks of the decisions you take on your own. What you would decide. So when, when you say, I have a discretion to do this, I, I'll use my discretion, which means I'll use my personal thinking, all right, to decide what to do. This, this one thing is perhaps the most important ability that you need to have. Because many times, you know, this is, again, like I said, why when sometimes you send missionaries, they don't do well. Because on their own, they can't take good decisions. But if they are with us, we say, okay, go and, go and, go and, get, the, go and get the lights. Okay, go and take our medicine. Okay, uh, you're having a problem with, okay, call, call your wife. Okay, call her to come, sit down. Okay, do this. Okay, do that. that. That's different. But now you're on your own. So what do I do next? I should do this. What should I do next? I, I feel I should do this. This is the right thing to do. So that's where we say, that's what we talk, call discretion. I use my discretion, my ability to decide on my own what to do. Are you listening? And now Joseph is a good example of a person who was faced with many things that we all face. In fact, in every single test, I want you to ask yourself, when you face that test, what did you do? And I also ask myself the same question. So we go through. What do you think? Okay? So Joseph starts to experience life. Now, Joseph's life may sound fantastic, but it's actually everybody's life is a bit like that. All right? Now, amazingly, the first test is the test of how you handle the vision. Now, you saw he had these dreams. Okay? Now, amazingly, many people um, don't even, like when you have a dream, what will you do? Now, you can see that Joseph respected his dreams and respected, you know, he had some kind of respect for it, for him to, you know, go and share this dream. Because many people have dreams. You must have had dreams. Did you tell your father? Did you tell your mother the dream that you had? <laughs> but he seemed to think that it was important. Do you see? Now, I wish I could report to you that I have seen Jesus. And Jesus asked me, said, my son, my son Doug, he was Mills. I have sent thee to the world with a light. Thou shalt be a light and thou shalt speak to my generation. Thou shalt speak words of light, words of wisdom. You shall speak my words. They shall fear and they shall follow thee. Surely, I have not heard any such I have not heard any such voice 
I wish I had heard such a voice. I wish I had heard such a voice. I wish I had seen Jesus in such a way. You see? So, you, you, we, we all feel that if maybe God was to appear to me the way he appeared to this person, then I would really be able to serve God and do well. But he had a dream. And in the dream, you see, you could easily say that this dream is because of your quarrel with your brothers. The dream is a confirmation of your victory that your quarrel with your brothers is going to end in your victory. Because you notice the dream wasn't a bad dream for him. You know, usually when there's a bad dream, you wake up before you, you die. When you are going to die in the dream, you wake up before you die. It's like, oh, I don't remember that part of the dream. But when the dream is good for you, and that is why his brothers and his father was annoyed with him about the dream that they had, because there is a sense in which you have a kind of control over your dreams. Yes, because in a, in a multitude of business, there's, there, are, there are dreams. So there's a sense in which somehow, why should you dream such a dream? It shows that it's in your thoughts. That's why it's come out as a dream, finally. But in spite of those questions, he took it seriously. You know, many of us don't take God seriously. So again, this is his personal response to a dream. Fantastic. And as I stand here, I, I can say that the little that I felt in my heart that I would like to serve God, huh, is what I've responded to. And that's how come I'm here this morning. Matthew 22, verse 4. We can read uh, from verse 1. This story we usually read from Luke. But let's read it from Matthew 22 because it has something interesting there. Verse 2. The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king which made a marriage for his son and sent his servants to call them that were bidden to the wedding and they would not come. Verse 4. Again, he sent his servants Tell them which are bidden, behold, I have prepared my dinner, my oxen, my fatlings are killed. All things are ready. Come unto the marriage. Verse 5. And I want you to underline this part. But they made light of it. They made light of it. They made light. They made light of it, not light and darkness, like they, they took it, they trivialized it. They made light of the invitation. That is why they turn into nothing. And that is why they are cursed. Because when you make light of a dream and a vision and a call, when you make nothing of it, don't expect to become anything. But when you pass the test of taking the smallest conviction and the smallest vision and the smallest dream from God in your heart, you take it seriously. 
then you can expect to go to the next level. They made light of it or they took it lightly. This is the point at which people part company. You see, in the beginning of life, this is where people part company. You go left, I go right. I don't make light of it. I didn't make light of my calling. Even though there's no vision of Jesus in a way that I would love to, still waiting. Look at the books. You know, my books are now like a major part of ministry for me. I just felt the conviction. Write books. Write a book. Write a book. In my heart. People make light of God's calling and immediately start going down. And you'll be calling for promotion. That's why I said, today marks the, I see a set of stairs. And today I see you stepping up, up. Now, I can't take your, I can't make you take your calling seriously. Apostle Kingsley, our apostle in Angola, some years ago he told me, he said he believes God has called him to Southern Africa. South Africa or Southern Africa. That's enough for me. I only one to, so he's over 60 years old. Still today, he's planted it. You see him with small, small children. Planting a church in Angola. He does not speak Portuguese. But this is what he believes, and I also believe. Because I will not take, make light of that. He started our church in South Africa. And many of our churches, he started them. I can't be serious about your calling. You have to be serious about your calling. I can't, I can't make light of my call. If God has called you and God has placed something in your heart, you make light of it. You don't expect that I am going to come and superimpose my seriousness on your lightness. If you are serious, be serious. But that's where we part company. Bishop Saki did not make light of his calling. He did not make light. It was more serious to him than being a lawyer. Mr. Saki is called to, called to the bar, a barrister of the Supreme Court of Ghana, solicitor and barrister. He's been to court many times. He's even defended all kinds of cases, murder cases even. Yes. Did you see him standing in court talking, talking, talking? He's a lawyer, real one. But he didn't make light of his calling. So don't think that it's people who don't have anything to do who take God seriously. Don't think that things are clear for somebody, but things are not so clear for you. Things are not clear for any of us. When Joseph had his dreams, oh, it's because of your fight. So that's why you have this dream. So yeah, that, that question will always be in your life. But it's up to you to take God seriously and not to make light of whatever God is placing in your hands. That's where we part company. And that's where we start going. I am not standing here. I am not being invited to so many places in the world because I'm a doctor. But the call, the small call, that is sometimes a bit hazy in my mind. I'm not sure, is it? Look, the, when I felt God wanted me to write a book and I did, 
when the books were launched, I was so ashamed of my books. When the professor who launched the books was congratulating me, I felt so embarrassed. Our pastor's father here. He was telling me, I have done very well. I said, prof. You know, like somebody had done something, trying to encourage him. But he said, no. It's a very great thing. Ten little books. By little book, frugality, beauty, prodigality, uh, bearing fruits. They went to hell, duality, ten of them. Little, little books. I launched it at Golden Tulip Hotel. I was taking the call to write books seriously. I didn't make light of it. I didn't make light of it. So this morning, you are faced with a very good opportunity to go left or right. (laughs) Either you're going to go up, start going up by not making light of your little dream. Mr. Joseph, if you want to have a dream, have it clearly. What is this corn that is bowing down? Let the faces come so that we know who is the sun, who is the moon, and who are the 11 stars. Fantastic. Turn to Matthew 25. Yeah, Matthew 25. It's another common story. Matthew. 25. You know the story. Ten talents, isn't it? Verse 20. Now he that had received five talents came and brought five talents saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. I have gained five more. And he that had received two talents came and said the same. Now, he that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering that thou hast not strawed. And his, ans- his, Lord, his answer, his Lord answered and said, Thou wicked and slothful servant, you know that I reap what I have not sown, and I gather what I have not strawed. Wicked accusation. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanges and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury usury is the old word for interest now look at this scripture and underline the word usury usury that means interest okay how much is interest you know let's be serious How much can you get out of the interest? But what God is saying is that even the smallest, the smallest contribution, if you won't do anything at all, at least something small for the boys, but not for the boys, for the Lord. At least. Those of you who have made yourself barren holes in this church. You sit doing nothing. God is saying that if you would do nothing at all. At least the smallest is just interest. Sometimes it's 
thousand, the interest is even five CDs. Maybe the interest is 12 CDs out of 10,000 CDs. Point zero something. God is saying that, you know, to even discard my calling and discard my gift to the point where there is nothing at all from you is a great curse that everybody must give even if it's just usury. Because he was very angry about there was no usury at least. This was the whole beast. He said, if you won't do any load, you multiply the five talents to become five, you multiply the two talents to become four, at least quarter, quarter, usury, that's why you won't do anything, like you won't hold communion cup, you won't even maybe be an usher, you won't stand to wave about telepath train. I mean, there is nothing like a UDA, like UDA, it costs 90. You know, cost 90. Cost 90 is zero, zero, zero. dedicated to nothingness crusade you won't go the crusade is outside your room there is nothing you will do at all zero zero point zero zero expect he said he said thou wicked and slothful servant eh? you should have put my thing in for just the small I want to tell everybody here look no matter who you are, there's some the smallest five minutes for God from today. If you like, deny it from God. Don't blame anybody here for anything. Don't blame anybody here. Don't blame anyone. You cannot continue to live your life the whole week long from Monday to Sunday. God has not got even 10 minutes that is not your 10 minutes or that 10 minutes that is only for him. Just tell, that's what I said, you, you can't come for outreach, you can't do this, you can't do this. But Sunday, you can't, you can't do anything. I mean, no, there's nothing. Look, we have put here a meeting point. You see, we, when we have meeting, you see, so that you don't say you don't know where. The announcements are coming. Sun, Friday is movie night, blockbuster. The movie... If it's less than $500 million, we will not show that movie here. Yes, blockbuster. That's one too, you won't come. You won't bring some, I mean like, I mean, I don't know how to say zero. Cost 90, I, I don't know which other English word to explain zero. Usuri, usuri. Even the usuri, you are not bringing it. It's so small. I mean, one time I went to the bank and they showed me the interest point zero something. I said, what is it? I don't even, you don't even look at it. But God is saying that even that one, you wouldn't give me. Turn to the nearest sister who looks very spiritually barren or brother and tell him that this is the end of total doing nothing. At least Uzri dear Charlie. I mean, Have you found somebody who doesn't even bring Usri to the church? Is he sitting by you or it's you? Is he sitting by you or it's you? (laughs) 
So the first test is how you handle the call and the opportunity and the vision, the dreams. How do you do it? Yes. Can you see me? Look at me. Can you see me? I'm walking to the assembly hall in Achimota School. I'm doing A level. 1982. 1982. I'm doing A level and I'm fasting. I'm fasting. Every paper, I'm fasting. I'm praying in tongues. I just want the A level to finish so that I can cause it to go on God. You know, I haven't seen God. Neither have I seen any vision. But I take it seriously. I take it with all my heart as something serious. I must do for the Lord. Can you see me? I'm back at Legon. Walking to the gardens. I've removed my shirt and I'm walking there. Praying. Why? Because I'm about to come to medical school in October. But so I've come here in August to pray. I take it seriously. They made light of it. It's like it's nothing. This dream is nothing. This vision is nothing. This dream is nothing. This dream is nothing. This vision is nothing. God gave me a vision, dream. It doesn't matter. Dream or vision is the same. One is in the night, one is in the day. I was walking along a path and I met a heap of gold coins. I thought it was sand, but when I got close, I thought it was gold, gold, round, round, gold coins. Plenty. And when I saw, I said, I'm rich. This is it. I need to call and get a tipper truck to come and fill. And I'm going to use it. This is the end of my life. And the Lord said, no, take one handful. As much as you can. One, whatever. How much can go in your hand? Put in your pocket. Go. I should leave and go. Keep walking. He said, along the road, I've called you. This one, there are more on the road. Keep walking. Keep walking. Keep walking. Along the road I've called you, you'll meet so many of these. You don't need to stop at a heap of gold and say, my ministry is over. My life is over. That's why I don't do it for money. No. No. And it's gold, real gold, real wealth. God has given me real wealth. Not a fake Rent prosperity. We are talking of rent-free prosperity. Rent-free prosperity. They made light of it. They made light of it. God calls you. You make light of it. A boy calls you. You take it seriously. So, Brother James called me on. He proposed to me on Friday. That you are taking it seriously. But Jesus calls you, sir. Oh, Jesus is not so powerful. Call waiting. You've put him on call waiting. He should just be there. The second test the test of handling small favor. Now, you saw the story, Joseph was given small, small favor, a coat. Do you see? 
He was given a coat. Now, in this life, right somewhere at the beginning of life, somewhere at the beginning, you are going to come across somebody who likes you. Just as how you come across somebody who proposes to you. Even the ugliest girl, you always have a boy, a boy. Nobody's ugly, but I mean, let's face it, there are some people who attract boys more than others. What I'm saying is that everybody usually has somebody, you meet somebody. And I'm saying that even the most ordinary people, huh, who may think, what is special about me that I will receive favor? I've not received any quote. No, don't say that. Somebody somewhere has favored you one time or the other. If you look closely, all of you sitting here have been favored. That's why you're sitting here in front with me. All of you st- st- singing here, sitting here, you've been favored. Harry K, I favored you. I said, come sing for me. You remember? Yeah, come sing for me. I want you to sing for me. Yeah. You have received favor one point or the other. You see, but how you handle it. Again, some people make light of it. Joseph, I think he was a World Cup type of person. Like everything dream he has taken it to world cup the coat too he took it to it's like that is his uniform for life this favor that my father gave me i will wear it to the farm i'm going to the everywhere to see these brothers i'll wear it he wore it to the that's what they saw that's what even stirred up the hatred Some people are given a name, they value it very much. I've given pe- people names, they have had different reactions to the name. Some valued it with all their heart and changed their documents, went to court. Every, some, for years when they never changed it, they never changed it anywhere. They just used the name in church. Our relatives and other friends, they never told them that, oh, my name is this. It was nothing. They made light of it. Yes, there are different responses to things. And the more serious you are, when somebody shows you favor and God blesses you with some little opportunity, the more your life starts to change. But when you rubbish it, you have different responses. There are people who I offered chances to work different. They say, oh, work here, work here. Even the ministry. Do this, do this. Oh, some put it on and said, it's my main thing. It's my main thing. If you think Ida is the best singer, she's not. There are better singers. I've known better singers. But she took it seriously. Yeah. There are some people, they wear the things like, this is what I have. This is everything to me. Some people, this is not. You have this chance. It's everything. I wear it every day. Like me, you know, I wear it every day. The pastor that I'm a pastor. Do you know why I came to first love? God told me, go back to your first love. My first love of course, your first, but when you first came to the ministry, what was the first thing that you were doing? Pastoring people. Go back to your first love. That's how come I came here. 
Yeah. First love. Looking after people. Talking to them all, all the time. Marrying them. Counseling them. Helping them. Praying for them. Praying for their business. Doing everything. Go back to your first love. I took the pastoring to World Cup. If you put it on me, I thank you. I wear it every day. When you have a little opportunity, again, you see that with Joseph, dream from God, he took it to World Cup. Then from a man, his own father, he took his father's coat and his father's approval and his father's blessing to the highest level. And it, it is because of the coat that he went to Egypt. Like even though it looked negative, it is the coat that let's first remove this coat. When people hate you. And you know, don't so worry so much about people's hatred for you. It's working for your good. It's working for your good. It's working for your good. So your test, first is God's favor, now man's favor. A man favors you. How do you respond to it? First Samuel 18 verse 1. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking and to saw that the soul of Jonathan was knit with David. Verse 3, Jonathan and David made a covenant. Verse 5. And David went out whithersoever Saul sent him. Listen. And behaved himself wisely. You see, he was now favored. And Saul set him over the men of war. And he was accepted in the sight of all the people. And also in the sight of Saul's servants. And if you go on, it says, And David behaved himself very wisely. <laughs> very wisely. David behaved himself wisely. Verse 14. David behaved himself wisely as he was being promoted. Now, whenever a man promotes you or a man's favor comes your way, you have to know how to behave. Some of us, when we have small authority, One day I put somebody in charge of some people and I said, be over here. The next time the person came to work and told the person who was working that you are smelling. You know, and all my life I've never told somebody you are smelling. Even if they are smelling, I would find a way to tell them, you know, listen, you have to be careful about this because that and that. You are smelling. You are nothing. Hey, come here, sit down, shut up. When people have small power, you see, there are some people I can shout at. If you raise your voice to them, they will give you a karate. Your neck will break. You'll be surprised. Yeah, because you don't have to assume you have come into that power. It's a man who gave you the power. I can't come to say, you smelling, you smelling, whatever. And you should see people when they have powers, pastors. You send them on the mission field. So I'm taking authority. Hey, come here. One of my pastors, I call him, he says, speak to my secretary. A lay pastor. 
It's a like he's not even in full time ministry. He now has a secretary. Some other pastors call and say you can speak to my secretary. Even me, I don't tell people speak to my secretary. Small power that you have. Small post. And you see the people behaving. Wicked, very wicked, unreasonable. I gave somebody a car once and he left the people in the eastern region to come on their own in the in middle of the night. I mean, from a Accra, greater Accra region to eastern region. And he had a car. So you are late. So I drive off. You can go to hell, find your way, find car at midnight. Small power. Yeah. You put people and say, be in charge of my house. The person is in charge of the house. Then there is another house help. Another one says, you will not eat. You will not eat. You will not eat today because what you have done, you will not eat. You will not eat. I swear you will say you will not eat. Small power that is given to people. I tell you, when they start manifesting, you will be amazed what is happening. Yeah. You will not eat. The punishment today, no food, shouting, screaming, scratching. You know, and you see that as soon as you are put in a place of small authority, you don't even know how to behave. And you are, and that power is taken from you. And then you, you come down because you failed. You failed. Someone said, oh, Do you still officiate where I said they are the most important people to me for officiate where they, my whole Saturday is important for to me to be there. The whole these people is it a, a, a businessman a very rich, a rich person the person has even nobody attends them when they are not important they are very important to me it's to me it's important when God gives you small power small position small authority then we start to see new behavior new manifestation one man he had a position in the government and uh one of our pastors called him that, you know, we were coming to see him. Just, I don't know what it was about. He said, ah, small post, I've got all these pastors want to see me. Small position, I've got all these pastors are what, 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 what worrying me. No wonder he has been thrown out of that power. Because it was too much to even see pastors who even have only goodwill for you. Small power that all oh, pastors want to see me. So you you you've got to be careful how you handle the few sheep. Bible says David behaved. Put that scripture. David he was made authority over all the people, but he behaved himself wisely in all his ways. One day I saw somebody talking. I said, you know. I explain that if I speak to this person, the person will do anything but you. It will not. It will not work. You lose your authority. And you fail. Yes. God gave me a car. It was a church bus. I used it as a church bus. For years. He gave me a sound system. Unkill. 
and Jamo speakers. Do you know Jamo speakers? No. And the amplifier is called Onkyo. Yeah. You see, in my medical school room, I use it as a church equipment. Yes. Small that you have. Ow. Ow. They always want to come to my house. Small house that you've been given. We won't come again. We won't come to your house again. So watch out when God gives you something small. Just be humble. Take your time. But take it very seriously. It's a blessing and know how to handle your small part. You see, Joseph, Joseph made a, also a bit of a mistake. Maybe he shouldn't have worn it every day. Especially to flaunt it in front of them. Do you know the cars that I can drive? Think about the cost of this place. There's no car that I cannot have. The church can afford it. I don't have to come and flaunt all, all over your face. Look at money. Smell money. <laughs> Smell it. Smell money and see there's power here. I don't need to do that. Small authority God has given me. I don't have to push it on your face so much and irritate you. And that is why when even Joshua, my son, came, I said, no, go and start a church when this place was a field. He started in the sun. He was here all through. Before even the foundation. He was, then they moved to this swimming pool uh, place. In the sun. They were here in the morning. Every day. They started a town church. I preached there once. Yeah. Start from the bottom. Don't come and start authorit- authorizing yourself all, all over the place. You all know that word, authorizing. <laughs> so some of you, you go to Bible school, one and a half years, three years, then suddenly you are, you are a man of God. So great. You are calling yourself Papa. Number three. The test of loyalty. The test of handling information and reports. Esther, um, Joseph received the evil report of his brother, of his brothers, and came and told his father. Now, was it a good thing or a bad thing? Was it a good thing or a bad thing? Yeah, no, just, listen, let me tell you, 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 in this life, you choose who you'll be loyal to. You see, you can't be loyal to everybody. Sometimes when you choose to be loyal to A, it means you are sacrificing B. And I want to advise you always to choose the best person to be loyal to. Yeah, choose. I remember when one brother came to work with us, I told him, listen, there are people in the office, there are different situations. You have to choose to be loyal to the higher group. Then you join that group. Choose to be loyal to the higher 
group. Then you join that. Or you could have chosen to be loyal to the brothers and you join the disgruntled, useless brothers who will never amount to anything. So always choose the higher authority. And because the higher authority is who can do something for you. Yeah. You know, when Ida sang the first time, first couple of times, she was saying, I, I, at a point I explained to her, I said, you know, the most important person in the congregation when you are singing, I mean, of human beings, is myself. In fact, I told her that I'm more important than all the other in relation to you. Because if I don't like the song, if I don't like the music, it's finished. Even if they clap so much and they scream and they say, wow, wow, it doesn't mean anything. You've got to learn that. Who are you choosing to be loyal to? When you go to work, choose. Am I loyal up there or am I loyal in the middle somewhere? <laughs> I'm going to join the middle group that are murmuring and are some way. Or I'll be loyal to the up there. That's the one that has the power. One day a group came to sing here. People screamed and shot. Not here. I think it's the other side. I didn't need three seconds to know this is the last. I wanted the thing to finish quick. This is, they will never. I, I was sitting and said, these people will never come here again. And they never darkened the doorway of our church again. Finish. Why? Because in every church, the pastor can choose. It's the only place. It's like your house. It's the only place you can choose where you eat. You may eat snakes in your house. See, here we are. We are eating frogs. So you eat snakes. Here I choose frogs. If the sound I like is this is what will work here. So you have to know who, but people don't have enough sense to know who to impress and who to please. You come to work and people are complaining, you join them. You join the complainers, the disgruntled, criticizing group. Then when the boss comes, you're all quiet looking at him. Good evening, sir. (laughs) Good evening, sir. You think he doesn't know? He knows something that put him there. That put you not there. He can see people who are clever, they they can smell conspiracies, discussions, they sense, they look at symptoms, signs, they look at your eyes, they look at... I look at people's eyes. I look at people. One of the... I can show you people, I employ them because of their eyes. I saw their eyes. I said, this is a good person. I said, how how, how do you know what eyes? <laughs> How do you know the eyes? <laughs> Don't think the person high up is a fool. You people have things upstairs apart from water. They have something in the head. Are you listening? Yeah. Those of you who are used to joining the, the unions. The masses to discuss and quarrel and argue and be disgruntled, criticize whatever is happening. You are demoting yourself every time you do that. You are going lower. Lower and lower. You sit at the back and discuss. Sit somewhere else and talk about, oh, look at the man. You know our man. You see how, oh, this man, halfway down, old man, everybody, look, let's do all this. It doesn't make you go high, oh. You 
are staying low in the group, the low group level. Such people don't do demonstrations. People who earn thousands, they don't do demonstrations. Will you see bank managers doing demonstrations? They don't do demonstrations. They don't say, Chobwe, Chobwe, we're not going to sit down again. Chale, chale, this one there is enough. No more, no more. Monkey, they work, babu, nature. High level people don't talk that way. They don't speak and they don't have such meetings. You've joined the wrong group, my sister. My brother, you joined the wrong group. Your discretion, your discretion has failed you. Your decision making has made you join the wrong group. If there are children in the house, you've joined the rebellious ones, the ones who like their father, the ones who flow with the, that group. You are not in that group. You are in the group that criticize their father, that speak against him, that don't like him, that don't flow with him. That's your group. You are in the cast group. Since I knew Archbishop Duncan Willow, I've known so many people who criticize him. Many. If you criticize him to me, I'll just go and tell him. Oh, yes. I just said, this one said this about you. This man here. I've told him many times. i told him many times. I don't care if nobody in their church likes me. That my loyalty is to a particular point. The rest of the people, I don't mind. That's why I'm going higher. That's why I'll be, be invited to preach in his church. Up to today, he has respect for me. Yeah. He has respect for me. And love for me. Because it's who I chose. Amongst the group there, I said, okay, this man, I'm loved. Not even to his, his wife. My loyalty is to him. When his other first wife said, uh, the, I, the person I know is this, well, if his wife is gone, I, I don't know, this, this is what I know. Yes. Never speak a word to the other side. Well, I don't know how, why. I don't know about marriage. I have no uh, comment or knowledge or understanding. What I understand is this man. This is. Yeah, it's my choice. It's my personal decision, and you can choose what you want to be. And I, I pray you choose wisely, eh? because it really affects you know. You, you imagine like we are in this church. In this church, is going to get much bigger. You, you imagine that one day, as you sit, you are sitting there as a little boy or little girl, and one day you are up there preaching. That's what happened to me when I went to action. I'm saying the little boy in the church. And one day I go there, they invite me for special occasions to preach. Two days ago, I was asking me, will you be here for our major convention? TDJ says, come, will you be here? We want you to come. Most of the time, I'm not here because of crusade. But it's like that I'm invited. He wants me to come. Will you ever be invited to that high place or you have made the mistake of your life and joined the undergrowth of the forest? (laughs) How many know that what I'm saying is true? How many have joined the wrong group before? Before, before, isn't it? How many are changing your minds now to join the right group? Yes. Turn to Esther chapter 6. Verse 1. On that night, the king could not sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records and the chronicles. And they were read before the king. 
And it was found written that Mordecai had told of Bithana and Teresh, two of the king's chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the king said, what honor and dignity has been done to Mordecai for this? And the king said, the answered, nothing has been done for him. Hey. Verse, the next verse. And the king said, who is in the court? And called Haman, come. And then they asked Haman, what can we do to honor Mordecai? Wow. Are you listening? Now let me tell you the story because of time. Mordecai was about to be executed with all Jews. But that night, the king could not sleep. So he started reading the history. And he found out this Mordecai whom you are going to kill. Some years ago, there were two bad guys called Bitana and Teresh. And Mordecai decided to be loyal to the king and not wait for these people to kill the king. And then he'll say he's loyal to the new king. But he came and informed them about these two rebels who were going to execute and assassinate the king. Many years later, when things turned around, the king couldn't sleep. He started to read the history. Then he saw Mordecai's name. This is what Mordecai did. He said, ah, has this man ever been thanked? Has he ever been rewarded? Then he called Haman, the very man who was about to organize the assassination of all Jews, including Mordecai. Honor him for me. He saved my life. So his loyalty to the king saved him. So one day your loyalty to the king and your loyalty to the highest authority will help you and will save you. Yes. One day we had an orangu in the church. This orangu, he's the one who said, um, he made a statement. He said, no, many, um, no, no, no. It, it, it escapes my mind. But I remember a particular statement that he made. Funny, one of these funny statements that uh, we sometimes mention. But there was a little girl in the medical school. She came to me and she told me. She said, Bishop, I want to tell you. This brother. This is what he's saying. He said this. I was standing there in the corridor. He said this. He said this. He said this about you. That time we were having polygonal problems. He said all these things. I said, really? I put my hand on the shoulder. I said, thank you. I never forgot her. Up till today. No, 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 no. For only that. I saw who she loved and who she was loyal to. I know where. Yes. So when the time came, I, I knew what to do. And I knew what to do with her too. You will never forget those who are loyal to you. You see loyalty when there's a choice. When there's no choice, you don't know who is loyal. But when there's a choice, then you see, this one has chosen me. So I'm sending you out. You are going to have choices to make at work, in church, and all through life. Choose up. I'm telling you, join the management. Don't join the unions and the grumblers and complainers. Don't join that group. And one day, you see that somebody up there will remember you. Amen. Is it beautiful? Number four, the test of handling errands. 
Remember, he was sent to his brothers. Go and find out how they are doing. Some of us are giving small, small jobs. Not knowing that that is what <laughs> is your whole examination. Proverbs 26, verse 6. The test of handling errands. Count it all joy when you have various tests, trials. The first one is favor from God. The second one is favor from man. The test of favor from man. Handling favor from man. The next one is the test of handling information and disloyalty. And the fourth one is handling test of how you handle an errand, a a job, small job. Proverbs 26 verse 6. He that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool, cutteth off the feet and drinketh damage. Wow. Are you still around or you are leaving? Now listen carefully. Can you be sent? Can I send you? That's your test. Can you be asked, go here, negotiate, get this, sort this out, sort with the government? That's what the crusade directors do. I send them international jobs. They are always negotiating with governments. They are always doing great things. Handling things. Yeah. But before you are given a big job, you'll be given a little job. Can you handle a little job? And this job is a small, small, small boy's job. I remember a lawyer one day, a lawyer came and said, I want to work for you in the ministry. Can you imagine a whole lawyer? Somebody who works at a top position as a lawyer. So when this lawyer came, I said, you are too big for me. But anyway, if you really want a job, I said, I want to make uh, a canteen. Go and buy cooking pots. Let us cook. To the lawyer. Not to the caterer, to the lawyer. It's a test. What do you think? Huh? Do you think the lawyer failed or passed? Failed or passed? Failed, isn't it? Failed or passed? Do you think the lawyer failed or passed? Failed. Passed or failed? Failed. So if the lawyer failed, the lawyer would have gone down. The lawyer passed, the lawyer would have gone up, at least in relation to me. Yes. So I will not tell you whether the lawyer failed or passed. How many want to know whether the lawyer failed or passed? The test of handling errands. Small, small jobs. Go and see your brothers and tell them, six, take some bread to them. Do this. Something small. And is this what is full-time ministry? Hey, I thought there would be something more wonderful to do. Is that all that I'll be carrying boxes, doing this, doing that, counting money? Is that all that is used to a pastor? You just pray, 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 then you go and preach. (laughs) You know, tell somebody, I want to be sendable. Yeah. I I want to be sendable. Say, I want to be sendable. 
Can God send you? Can God send you on international missions? Are you sure? What about when he gives you small, small jobs to do? Do you do them? Small, small, small jobs. I, I never thought this one is below me. Do it. Do it with joy. Do it with zeal. Even though you seem to be favored, do it with joy. Do it with zeal. You have people in the Bible school. You come and say, come and build a road. Come and build a You see them, they, they don't want to do it. We know, we know beforehand those who won't do well in the ministry. Just by only that. That's the only thing we, we know. As soon as you see the response of the guys f- from that, you know that they won't do well. We know already, not from the school results, from that particular behavior. Oh, it's true. I won't lie to you. And I can tell you if you fail with that part, you failed. Yeah. We put you in charge of a little basenta, a little, and you are stealing money from the offering. Small, small monies. So what about if you were given big monies to control? What would happen? It wouldn't work. So we, we can see already, because you think that all those things are accidental. We give you little grass. Make sure this grass is cut down. Cut this grass. You can't cut it. Look after a cow. You can't look, it, look after the cow. Kill a cow. You can't kill it. We can't send you to kill a cow. You come back with thousands of the cow is too strong. The cow is fighting. The cow is this. Go and kill the cow. You are bringing stories. Everything you have a reason and answer, you can't be sent. I have never found a more multifaceted job than ministry. Yes. Working for God. There are so many things. Yeah. You see these points? Meeting point one. You see it hanging there? Meeting point. Meeting point two. Meeting point. To make this thing to hang there, it's not a small thing. Just to do it. As you see it hanging there, it's not a small thing. You'll be surprised at what is involved to make this thing hang there. It looks like it's just hanging. <laughs> you wouldn't know. There are so many things. So, start to do the little jobs. Come and dance. I told my dancing stars, dance. Today, dancing has become, you, you wouldn't know. This is your little, little dancing all over the world, including the grown, so-called grown-up churches. They're all doing dancing stars. They're trying to copy you. Last time I saw some people trying to copy you, but it couldn't reach your, your level. It couldn't, it couldn't get there. <laughs> No, it was working, but not up to that level. Like, yeah. How many know that our dancing stars are, I mean, they are at a higher world, cl- world cup, world class? Now, if I could dance, I would join them, but it's just not working. I just have to watch them and enjoy them. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't even know how they remember the moves. Tell somebody I'm ready to be sent. I'm ready to do a little job. Yes, little job. Little job. Everywhere, anywhere, everywhere, anywhere. Nothing will be given to you. You have to work for every, every step of the way. You have to work through it. Nothing going to be dashed to you. So have, have all this. Have all. You're going to fight through. So when you are giving little things, do this, do this, do this. Try to do it. 
if Joseph had run away and said, a man of many colors, so I should go and deliver food and just bring reports. I'm trying to chew the uh, I'm trying to chew the, uh, the, the the instruction. He would never have been captured. He would have stayed at home. He would never have been captured. They would have captured. They would never have had that opportunity again. He was actually being transferred to Egypt. This was his transfer, his great day. And you know, it was, he was 30 years old when he became the king. So from 17 years, and then, so like it took about 12 years for this trans, trans, transformation. Yeah. 17, you see, when you are young, God already started working with you. God rarely starts with people when they are in their 40s. Like starts. He has been already at it. So this young age, this is it. He's 17. He was, he was, Jesus became Jesus 30. A priest 30, you start your ministry. So when you are your teenage years and you are young, that God has already started working with you. Yeah, it's already. He's moving already. He's sending you, go here, go here, do this, do this, do that, do this, do There is no errand I have not run for the church. Setting up offices, building things, counting money, arranging chairs, officiating well, starting choirs, singing songs, any, whatever the job is I've been doing for years, including helping in any way. There's no errand that is too below me. That's why people see me climbing construction sites. Have this all my life I've been going through doing things. There's nothing above me. I don't sit in an office and say, go and build this. I'll be there. And I'm passing and I'm going higher. Yeah, because the little errand that God gives me, I'm taking it seriously. How many are going to take your errands seriously? How many have not taken some? One day I saw somebody cooking. I said, you see now, the work that your mother wanted you to do, it has become important. Your mother was made you kill chickens, made you cook, made you do it. It has become so important. You didn't know. It would become, when they were giving, go and kill the, go and kill the chicken, go and kill the goat. Fry the animal. <laughs> it has become important. Now you are doing that job in many countries. Many can count and see your phone number. This country, this country, this country, this country. That small thing. You thought it was nothing. It was everything. Tell somebody I'm passing. How many have already seen? How many steps have you taken? No, it's not by hearing the message. It's by going home and practicing it. You are passing. Tell somebody I can feel that I've, I've, I've seen enough examinations to pass. Wow. And finally for today, the test of handling seniors. Wow. Leviticus 19 verse 32. Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head. That is the white hair, gray hair. Gray head. Hoary means gray. 
and honor the face of the old man. And fear thy God. I am the Lord. Listen. Even Joseph's father objected to the dream. You see, when God has called you, huh? You must be careful of old men. That's why our Greater Love Club, we have a special seat for them. Please, if you are above... Above what? Above what age? 40 or 30? 35? 32? We shall be increasing as we go along. We have a special seat for you here. You better make a greater laugh laugh to hang over this corner. When God calls you and blesses you, always have a fear and respect for somebody older than you. He says, thou shalt rise up before the hoary head. Hoary is old English for gray. Hoary is old for gray. Or white. Yes. And that is not why, I wouldn't say that that is why I respect the archbishop. No. Not for age. Because he's just six years older than me. He would have been in secondary school at the same time. But many other people that I've met, when I was in Malaysia, the pastor there is 70 years old over now. But when I came, he was introducing me as a colleague, and I, I said that, I said, no, he's a father. I'm not his... <laughs> What's the English word? Co-equal. <laughs> Don't let a father tell you he's calling you an equal and you are also receiving it. I'm the one. When he calls you, oh, yes, sir, I'm the one. When he calls you, John, you also say, hi, Tom. Thou shalt rise up before the gray hair. And including those who should have gray hair, but they don't have. There are some people who are, they don't have gray hair. They don't have it till they die. Yeah. Their hair remains black. Yeah. But, so you have to find a please. Excuse me. How old are you? Say, when they measure, oh, sir. Yes, sir. Madam. Yes, madam. And honor them. Amen. Yeah. I kept calling him father till he accepted it. A pastor in Malaysia. I kept calling father. At first, he didn't understand what I was a father. They thought it was funny. But at the point, he accepted it. The last time I was there, he prayed for his son. And he said, let me call. He's also my son. And prayed for me too. Yes. You rise up before the gray head and honor them. To survive to be 70 is not a small thing. Huh? Ole. Count your age and see how many years it will take you to get to 70. And he was not 70 then. He was much younger. Yeah. Wow. Those of you who are struggling with parents. Hmm? Take care. Everything you don't like in your parents, you may become eight times seven. If you feel your mother is a bad woman, you may be the well, time seven witch of all. If you feel your father is somewhere, you may become seven times somewhere. 
Do you know how people become like their parents? It's because of dishonoring them. Because you dishonor them, you can't learn from them. You are blinded to what made them the way they are. Because you talk about them and you criticize them, you are blinded from the light that is coming from them. Instead of them being a lesson and a guide to you, you are blinded because you can't learn from somebody you criticize. If you criticize somebody, you can't learn from him. But if you don't criticize somebody, you are, it's possible to learn from the person. But once you criticize, you are attacking him. So you can't learn anything. So the, the light that is shining from him doesn't come to you. So people who criticize me, they don't learn anything from me. How many have criticized me before? I mean, some time ago when you were not here. Do you still criticize me? Are you, when you were criticizing me, were you learning something from me? No. You see, he's honest. Come see me after for a price, okay? See me after church. I'll give you something. Because some of you here were criticizing me before, but you didn't raise your hand. So I will not give you any price. I'll give him a price. Please, after church, come in. Where, where, where have I? Don't, forget, don't let anybody hold you back. Tell her you are the one that has been called for. Come for your price. Yes. Take your call seriously. <laughs> Tell somebody you can't learn from somebody you criticize. Yeah. Yeah. When you speak about me in a funny way, I may be very good at somebody you can't learn. Like musicians. You criticize my music. You can't learn from what I'm doing, you cannot do. Even to connect the sound, you can't make sound work. To just make sound clear, you can't, which is what I do. I fix this sound system here. You can't write songs. You can't choose songs. You can't arrange music. You can't do anything. You can only sing in a music setting where we can't hear what you are singing. Most of the time. How many have been for these wonderful concerts where you can't hear? We don't know what they are saying. What are they saying? Tell somebody, I know how to handle seniors. Uh, how many have realized that you've not handled some of the seniors well? But why is it that each test you have failed it before? Is this a remedial, what, ideal college? Is this an ideal college or what? Like, the school is an ideal college for remedials. <laughs> Spiritual ideal college. To do the exams again. Another chance. Yeah. Another chance. Handle your seniors carefully. So even though you've had a, a vision that they will bow down. So I had a vision that you fell. I had a vision that I fell. Before I would say that, may it happen to you before it happens to me. <laughs> that means you will fall before I fall. Hey! how many of you have struggled with seniors it's a bad characteristic bad how many of you would listen if I spoke to you not all of you I've seen people that don't listen to me I talk they don't listen they don't obey you say this they won't obey 
There are some marriage couples I counsel only one side. Because the other side will not listen. I only speak to one side. Because the other side will not listen. I know. You talk and talk, but pray, I pray for you that you will always listen. Amen. Sometimes when a case is coming to myself, take it to this person so that it at least maybe it will be filtered over there. And maybe they'll Because when you come to me and you don't listen, then I don't know where to send you. Maybe to the psychiatrist. To heal stubbornness. Count it all joy when you go through various tests. When I look at my life, I've seen seniors all the time. I came to the ministry. All these people were ahead of us. Dr. Otabel. They are not, not my contemporary. They are older. Archbishop. Almost all the pastors you know, they are all older. They are all my seniors. I don't have a bad relation with anybody. Yes, I really, I've been, I have been to, the, even if they have been, I have been to each time to their offices, to their churches many times to honor them, invite them. Even if they've never invited me, I've invited all to camps, to church, all. They were there before I, I came. Yes, don't, don't waste your time to clap. Do it practically and stop clapping for things you don't understand. Yes. Beautiful. Handle them, handle well, handle well. A gray head is older. You shall arise. It says, you shall rise before the gray head and honor. So I don't get on with my mother. You are a fool then. You are a fool. I don't get on with my father. You are an idiot. Idiote. You shall rise before the gray head. And acknowledge it. Today I am softening you for passing of exams. In the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Now let's go back to Matthew 22 as we close. And verse 4. What does it say? And verse 5. And I want you to underline it. They made light of it. How many are going to make light of your calling? No more. Tell your neighbor, but I feel you are, you are taking it lightly. I, I feel you are not taking it seriously. What did they say? <laughs> Lift your hands and thank God for his blessing, his word over your life. Father, we give you thanks and praise. They made light of it. You will not make light of it anymore. Father, thank you for the blessing of your word which is spoken to us today. Guide us and help us not to make light of anything you tell us or you show us. Whether it's a dream, whether it's a vision, whether it's a call, whether it's a word, whether it's a conviction, whether it's a feeling, whether it's a spirit, whether what it is, Lord, we shall not make light of your great and wonderful calling in Jesus' name. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, if you are here today, You want to give your life to Jesus? Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to God today. If you are here like that, maybe somebody invited you, but I want to pray with you 
to give your heart to God today. If you are here like that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. If you are here like that, lift up your right hand and I pray with you today. Today. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Then lift your hand up high. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. So many hands. This is a chance to decide. Don't make light of it. Don't take it lightly that you are here in church. I'm inviting you. God is calling you. Take God seriously. What a blessing. If you are here, you want to give your life to Jesus, your hand must be up. If your hand is up, I want you to do one more thing. Come to me here in front. Come, come, come to me in front here. I want to pray with you. God bless you. Come, come to me. Come, come, come. Come from the back. Come and stand right here. Come to Jesus. Come to God bless you. Forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. Oh God, I am sorry for all my sins. Have mercy on me. I give my life to you. And I give my heart to you. Thank you, Lord. Please wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me today. From today, from today, I am a child of God. I am a follower of Jesus. I will serve God. I will follow Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Now, lift your right hand like this. Just with one hand. Close your eyes. Say with me, Satan, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I will not follow you I will not obey you. I will not serve you. I belong to Jesus Christ from today. Now lift your two hands. Say thank you Jesus for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you Lord in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah. Now I want to give you one of my books. It's called How to Pray. This is a free gift from me. Free. Amen. It costs 40 CDs, but for you it is free. If you want to buy it, it's 40 CDs at the back. But for you it is free. Amen. And this is my present to you because you came to give your life to Jesus Christ today. And what is the book about? How to pray. How to pray. From today. Your life is changed and you are a new person. Amen. When we close, do you see that red sign over there written salvation corner? Well, as soon as we close, come there and we are going to meet with you and pray with you. And your life, just for two minutes, one or two minutes, and then you go home. So as soon as we close, don't mind anybody, come here and your life will never be the same. This Friday, this Friday, 
we are having a special um, blockbuster. Blockbuster is a, is a word. It's a word. It means something very powerful. Movie. Television. This place is, will be transformed into a movie hall. Those of you who have never been to Accra Mall um, Cinema Hall, this place is nicer than Accra Mall. You are going to have four screens. Beautiful. With beautiful sound. Popcorn, Coca-Cola, everything outside on Friday. Don't forget, it's, I want you to come for the movie. It's free. You don't have to pay. You don't have to pay anything. And this book, too, you don't have to pay. There's nothing to pay. This is church. Amen. So God bless you. When you close, please come to the Salvation Corner here. And then I'll pray with you. God bless you. You may go back to your seat. And everyone may be seated. It's time for us to have communion. Take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Drink. This is my blood, which is poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed. as we come before the holy communion table thank you for the body that is broken for us and the blood that is shed for us every time we take this bread we receive healing and we receive your life and your power and your greatness Jesus thank you There is no weapon that is formed against us that will prosper. There is no test we cannot overcome. There is no difficulty we cannot deal with. There is no examination we will fail. Because Jesus never failed. Thank you. As we partake of the body. We declare that whatever is found in Jesus is found in us. Victory is found in Jesus and victory is found in you. 
Life is found in Jesus. And life is found in you. Good things are found in Jesus. And good things are found in you from today. Whatever is weak in your life. As you take of this body. Receive strength. Receive healing. Receive power. In the name of Jesus. Whatever is not working in your life. Whatever is not working in your life. Be healed of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed of it in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. You are about to take medicine. You are about to take medicine to be healed of diseases you don't even know that you have. In the name of Jesus. Psychological diseases. Psychiatric diseases. Stupidity. Foolishness. Weakness. Sexual deviations. Sexual diseases. In the name of Jesus. Every weakness in your personality is healed today. In the name of Jesus. Father, thank you for your power that is released in every life today. The body of Jesus Christ. mistake you've made may this blood wash it away every time you failed and it brought you lower this blood is bringing you higher you are free from the effect of your mistakes you are free from the effect of your mistakes the mistakes you made in the first half of 2017 will never be repeated in your life again in Jesus name the wrong turns you made in your life in the last one and a half years will never happen again in your life in Jesus name receive strength receive forgiveness receive life and receive mercy for your mistakes of your life the sins of your life, the failures of your life, and the weaknesses of your life. You are declared to be the next person to be chosen. The next person to be married. The next person to be favored. Receive it. Not by your own rights, but by the mercies and the love of 
We declare this to be the blood of the Lamb that taketh away the sins of the world. That taketh away our mistakes. Our unfortunate goofs and gaps and mistakes. Let this blood wipe it away now. We rise up one notch because of this blood. Thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Today you hold in your hand a supernatural dragon that is chasing your feet following you closely biting your heels I cast the dragon in the name of Jesus I cut off the head of the serpent that is chasing and biting you in the heels and in the legs I neutralize the poison of the snakes that are fighting you and fighting your life I command the neutralization of all types of poisons and bitterness that is sown in your life in Jesus' name. Be set free from serpentine bites and dragons and serpents and creatures of the sea, of the deep sea. You are set free from insect bites, spiritual insects and flies. I rebuke the, the Lord of flies, the Belzebub spirit that is harassing you and irritating you and Causing you to be disturbed and stressed. I cast it now in the name of Jesus. You are set free from demon powers. I command the flies and insects to fly away from you now in the name of Jesus. Whatever has injected a bad spirit into you. I say that spirit is going out of you now. I cast it out in Jesus name. Receive a good spirit. Receive a spirit of holiness. Receive a spirit of humility. In Jesus' name, I rebuke every impartation of pride in your life. You are set free from pride. You are set free from unholy activities. In Jesus' name, whatever woman has captured you, every strange woman that has captured you, or strange man that has captured your eyes, I command your deliverance and your freedom. In the name of Jesus, be set free from the strange woman that takes you to hell. In the name of Jesus. Now, with your right hand lifted up, you are declared victorious. Whatever is warring against you, whatever is fighting against you, Father, contend against those that contend against us. Fight against those that fight against us. I rebuke the head of the enemy. I rebuke the head of the serpent. I cut off the anaconda spirit. In the name of Jesus, be free from snakes. Be free from serpents and scorpions. Of painful bites and painful experiences. Be free and healed of it now in the name of Jesus. Financial misfortune. Financial mistakes. Financial debts. Of all sorts. I command your restoration. Back to the condition that you are supposed to be in. In the name of Jesus. Receive restoration. Receive deliverance. 
Receive grace. Receive the power of God. In the name of Jesus. You are set free. You are set free. Right now. You are healed. Now there is a mistake. You are making. Because of something you don't know. But now I lift my hand and I pray. Father show the mistake that we are making. The error of what we don't know. As Jacob didn't know that his sons were deceiving him. Whatever is held back from you. Whatever deceives you. I uncover it in the name of Jesus. Your days of deception are over in the name of Jesus. Whatever harm comes your way. Through deception. I block it in the name of Jesus. I curse it in the name of Jesus. Be healed. You have been in contention with your parents, with your uncles. I command peace in that situation. Receive peace. You not fail any exam. You are destined for glory, destined for increase, destined for blessing. Whatever house you have not been able to build, receive grace to build it now. Whatever prosperity you have not laid hands on, lay hands on gold, lay hands on silver, lay hands on diamond, lay hands on blessing, now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I prophesy to all dry boots. I say whatever is dead, whatever is called dead, that cannot live. It shall live now in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you for your blessing. Lift your hand and thank God. Thank God for victory over water creatures, marine spirits, flying creatures, creatures in the air, creatures in the sea, creatures on land, creeping things in the spirit, dragons and flies and creatures, flying birds and vultures blood-sucking creatures of the night. You are set free from the powers of wickedness. In the name of Jesus, whatever is in your room, that is not from God. I dismiss it now. Whatever is in your house, that is not of God. I say go out. Whatever is in your dwelling place, I say leave now. The angel of the Lord encampeth around them that fear him. Receive the angels of God. As your dwelling place, at your dwelling place, at your dwelling place. Whatever disaster is waiting for you at the gate of your house, or inside your house, upstairs in your house, wherever in your house, receive deliverance from that thing now in the name of Jesus. You are set free. And you are declared blessed to be a blessing. Now, place your hand on your head. Receive wisdom for every test. Receive wisdom and discretion and judgment, justice, equity, understanding for every examination of your life. You will never place your foot in a trap again. You never put your foot on a serpent again. You never step on a viper again. You never step on a cobra again. You will pass every exam in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for your power and your blessing and your wisdom. Receive wisdom. What you don't know, you know. What you are not wise about, you are becoming wise. What you don't understand, you are understanding. Receive understanding. Receive discretion. Receive judgment. Justice. Good decisions for your life. Lift your hand and thank Him. Father, we give you thanks. 
and we give you praise in Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed by the preaching of God's Word. For audio CDs, DVDs, books and other resources by Dykewood Mills, please visit our website at www.dykewoodmills.org. God richly bless you. See tonight, the next chapter of the Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. Twenty single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note. It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor Journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note. It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC.